Hello and welcome to episode two of the Short Bus Debate Club. This is Brian Courtney, and I'd like to thank you for joining us again. This week we're going to talk about voting. Uh, we touched on it, or not this week, this episode. We're going to talk about voting. Uh, last episode we talked about it in some detail with regard to, you know, Roe versus Wade and, and some other things, but we're going to dive in in a little more detail and talk about how much good it does and what it actually might do if more people did something. Um, what do you, what do you think, Darren? I, I, I think in, in addition to that, what it, what it doesn't do, you know, what, what, uh, certain assumptions that people have with regards to the institutions, the voting, um, there's no doubt that uh, if you have a conscious population that's actively involved in what it is that's happening inside of a society, there's a greater possibility that they would be able to affect outcomes. But there are certain presumptions with regards to voting in this, you know, in the United States particularly, um, but of course throughout the rest of the world, where because we have such a, again, a romantic disposition towards the concepts of a uh, democracy we have there's a loaded assumption with regards to outcomes right and i just i think that we need to think about whether or not it's demonstrable that those there's a correlation between voting and and outcomes like so but again stuff that we'll all get into no matter what this is the world we live in this is the society we live in i'm I'm never going to make an argument to not vote i mean in my, my life i voted in every uh, election I've had the capability of voting in since 96. Um, you know, I, I, I vote, but I, you know, I, you see, you see these really weird institutions. We talked a lot about, you know, the Republicans last time, you know, there's, uh, there are some things that will make a person skeptical after a while. So, um, but uh, as far as, uh, I mean, because of your, you know, the people's propaganda stuff, you always had, uh, you had this, this firm, hope belief you know i mean in an activated you know population like and like I, the philosophical presumption that if if they're if they're involved the royal day are involved you know consciously actively constantly aware yeah there's there's some possibilities but man that shit's work you know well it definitely is work and and i think that there's some confusion and there's also some Shady shit that happens um, within the the within our democracy, um, you know. And I I'll talk about the shady shit in a minute, but I I think that that's one of the reasons that people use the argument. Well, it's the lesser of two evils, and or he or she is the lesser of two evils, and. That, I mean, I'm glad that you're voting, but that's a shitty fucking argument. That's like saying, well, I really, really don't want to bang that girl, but at least she has teeth. So I guess I'll go ahead and bang her. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the lesser of two evils is not a good argument, especially since there's more than than two parties out there. 
But that's where, you know, some of the shady shit that I was talking about comes into effect. Yeah, the duopoly, the, the, the two-party system makes it very difficult to, to, to have. An, and dude, in the last, in, uh, I, 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 I'm going to say something, I, I just want to shoot myself in the head the second it comes out of my fucking mouth. I voted for Hillary in 2016. I can't fucking believe I voted for that whole bag. Wah, wah. <laughs> But I, yeah, I didn't make the same the same mistake for them. It didn't really matter because we're in Colorado. Colorado was definitely they were definitely not going to you know Trump was not going to win Colorado. That was a foregone conclusion. So it's easier to make a third party you know to do the, the the protest vote. It's different when you're like in Virginia or something like that where shit shit cuts a lot closer. But uh, um, well, see, I don't know. I still think that you should vote for who you want, and and I'm a, a firm believer that if any of the independent parties can grab even a, a 3% stake in, you know, registered voters that you'd start to see a change because the DNC and the GOP would raise their eyebrow and, and you know, they'd, they'd be a little scared. Um, the Libertarian Party was coming close to, to hitting that 3%, um, maybe even higher, but something happened which fucked up the libertarian party and they were infiltrated and basically the libertarian party kind of splintered in the 90s um because you know people from the gop of course you know they're not going to say they're from the gop but they go in and, and start giving even at that time some of the the rhino type of of beliefs um and it it basically fractured the libertarian party and and they lost a lot of the ground that they had held um there are some parties out there that there's no fucking way they're ever gonna get even one percent um because they're just crazy as hell you know the the constitution party wants to go back to just the bill of rights and the bible um (laughs) just just not gonna happen um there's a bunch of parties nobody's ever heard of before but really Slow, slow down for a second though here like the thing the point that you're making about the libertarians right um I mean, we all we all watched what happened with the Reform Party, right? Ninety two, ninety six, and two thousand, right? I mean, like there was there was an incredible amount of this. My dad was a I'm sure my dad was a Reform Party guy because he's he is an uber libertarian. He is not a right wing Christian uh, Republican. My family's been Republican all my life. They're all Eastern Colorado people. Uh, my first job was delivering Republican pop- propaganda in Littleton when I was seven or eight years old. So, I mean, that's that's where I cut my teeth in politics, but didn't understand the first fucking thing about what it was that I was seeing or what was going on. But having said that, there was a division in the, in the, in the Republican Party between, you know, the libertarian sort of more libertarian ethos, the, the small government disposition, the, the freedom space, and then the, the rise of the, the, the Christian right, right? So, uh, who am I thinking? What's his, what's old boy's name? The, the ears, Ross Perot, right? <laughs> the ears. Come on, man. <laughs> if I was flying a plane, <laughs> but he comes in in 92, he's a businessman. He's very, you know, a lot of people love him. They get huge numbers out of him. And he, obviously we, anybody, you know, that, that, that Clinton Bush wins again, if, if Ross Perot does not come into the election in, in 92, it's a, it's a, it's a mathematical fact, right? Uh, probably, 
wouldn't, wouldn't have won a 96 if, if Ross Perot didn't run again, right? Ross Perot might have won if he didn't quit twice. He quit twice? Yeah. But he got those numbers. He kept saying, well, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do it. But he still got those if numbers. If I'm flying a plane. He, he, he had like oh, he had huge, he had huge, percent. huge numbers. And then who did they run in 2000? Do you remember who they ran in 2000? No. They run fucking Pat Buchanan, right? Oh, yeah. He was, he was a crazy, like, reactionary. I mean, he was he was pre-Trump wall, you know, Pat Buchanan, you know I mean? Yeah, that was Newt Gingrich's buddy. And what did he what did he get in, in terms of vote? He got less than 1%. Because if if they would have run uh, another candidate at that point in time, then what, what would have happened? You'd, you'd, they would have gotten the funding, and that would have been a group of people that would have pulled from the Republican Party forever. The same trite fucking bullshit that the Democrats argue when it comes to the Green Party, right? They sit there and fucking blame fucking Hillary's loss on Jill Stein. I mean, give me a fucking break, right? Um, but the fact of the matter is, anytime a Greener runs, they make the same argument that the Republicans were making about the Reform Party back then. And we can never, until this situation is dealt with in a meaningful way, that, that duopoly position is not going to change. I, I told you about uh, that Matthew Mogai, the guy down in, 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 in North Carolina, where now this is this is hilarious. I mean, there's a ton of ton of other podcasts that talk about this a bunch better than I will. Uh, Joy Gray had on bad faith had uh, had Jill Stein and uh, I believe Matt Matt Mo's lawyer. That's the guy's name. But uh, he's running as a Green Party candidate in North Carolina for Senate, and uh, he was supposed to get X amount of uh, uh, signatures, twelve thousand or something like that. He got sixteen thousand ish, somewhere in that general vicinity, and uh, the Democratic Party. Uh, had these actors that were calling people up saying that they were Green Party actors. They, so they, they used, uh, allegedly, they were using the roles of the Democratic Party uh, 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 voters and figure out who had signed these. Because on the, on the, on the, when you sign the petition to get on the Green Party or to get on the, the, uh, uh, the candidacy in, in North Carolina for the Senate or for whatever, whatever their state, state rules are, um, you don't put your phone number on it. So they had to go through these roles and find these people's phone numbers, if I understand this correctly. And uh, they contacted these people and said, we're from the Green Party. And we just wanted to make sure that you would sign a document saying you want Matt Mo to be a candidate for 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 Senate in, in North Carolina as a Green Party person. Uh, and there's a really good recording that they played on one of the, the podcasts where this guy's uh, – He's, he's saying, so you're telling me you're calling from the Green Party, asking me whether or not I really want this guy to be my candidate? He says, I don't, I don't get it. That doesn't sound like something that somebody that's, you know, endorsing a, a Green Party person would do. Of course, because it was all bullshit. And and when when the lawyer went up in front of him and they, they said, well, we're not ready to uh, um, to certify uh, the signatures and your actions to to get Matt Mo on the. Uh, they they silenced the lawyer. They wouldn't even allow him to ask. They wouldn't he they wouldn't give him a concrete answer with regards to why it was they're doing it. And it, it you know what it is. I mean, of course, North Carolina is it's a borderline place uh, where there's there it's it's a it's a battleground space. So Democrats think that I mean you can sit there and make the arguments that Trump is trying to undermine democracy. But when a Green Party candidate wants to get on uh, a, a, a voter roll. Then he's not allowed. To, so I mean, t- he's not allowed to do that because a Democrat might lose because they're taking away. So who's who's undermining democracy here? Help help me to understand where, you know, 
you know, because I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not running for any teams, you know, I, I, I'm running for outcomes. So I'm sorry, I was kind of going on. And but that that whole space where the duopoly position is, it, it's like, we, it's like a hurdle that we don't have a real concrete way of getting over. No, and that's, but that's the shady shit that I'm talking about. And, and, you know, maybe I am just being a romantic, but if, if you quit voting a straight ticket just because your driver's license says you're a Democrat or your voter registration card says you're a Republican or, or whatever, and you vote based on what it is you want to see, then maybe we can make some change. And, and that's obviously not the only thing that has to happen. First of all, you know, and in Australia – it's it's mandated that you vote. You have to vote every a lot, time. A lot of countries in the world. And Dominican Republic. Here, you just go vote if you want, which is maybe the way democracy is supposed to be, except for the fact that nobody fucking votes. Um, in the presidential election, according to the census, I've got all of these numbers from like, I don't know. Anyway, um, the highest percentage of people that voted was old people, which is probably obvious to everybody. But old people don't have the same needs or wants that I do. They are worried about Medicaid and Social Security. I'm coming close to worrying about that, but I'm not worried about it right now. I care about the environment. I care about my civil rights. I care about not having a fucking camera up my ass and in my living room every time I turn on the TV or or open a window. Um, those are the kind of things that I care about, and we need to get more people to the polls. So what was the disparity between old people and the numbers you're looking at and, and, and other age groups? Well, so if you look at 18 to 24, the total population of registered voters was 28,659, which... There are a hell of a lot more than 28,659 people between the ages of 18 and 24. And out of those, 15,984 voted, which is swell, 59.8%. That's a low number. You know, 25 to 44, we had almost 87,000, 70% voted. But there's a hell of a lot more than 86,000 people that are 25 that to 44 a, years a, old. Is that in a state or is that uh, – what, what's the – This is in the United States from the, the Census Bureau. So it's For United what? States citizens. What, 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 what this year? is 2020. 2020, okay. That's, uh, that's brutal. It's fucking shameful. <laughs> and and – we, we should be ashamed. I'm, I'm ashamed of that. But, but don't you – I mean – is, isn't that the cynicism that is attached to that failure to, to act connected to uh, to the, the the inability of or the, the the lack of response from I mean we, we, we can all want you know 
this policy or that policy to be put into place. But if you vote for people and then they don't, they, they make certain promises and then they don't put, you know, you know whether it's, it's national health care, whether it's, you know, student student debt, you know, relief or what, whatever, you know, um, if, if you say that you're going to do these things, if you come out as coming in, say, say, for instance, you're going to get elected in 2020 and you make a, you make a promise to just take not $10,000 off a student. And then you don't do and that. Then you don't do that. Right. What's that going to do? Okay. To a citizen? So if, if you are a politician and you know, these numbers that 18 to 24 year olds, only 28,000 of them are registered to vote, then you don't have to worry about the promise you made about the student loans because most of them aren't registered to vote. I, I, I understand that point. And, and you're right. We do have to hold them accountable. But what I'm saying is, is that if more people registered and more people voted, then maybe, just maybe, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but maybe they would think, you know what? They might not vote for me next time. My favorite thinker on the planet is a Slovenian guy by the name of Slavoj Žižek. He is the most irreverent motherfucker that ever walked the face of the earth, which I really appreciate. Maybe next to Dave Chappelle, but come on. Dave Chappelle's... I'm rich, fun. bitch. If you're not laughing and you're not in comedy, then you're not thinking critically in the first place. So you, you need to dial it back down, listen to these people that talk shit and that are thinking that are fucking funny. And Slavoj Žižek, especially for an academic, is very good about that. But he was on, uh, again, on a Bad Faith pod- podcast in December uh, 2021. And uh, as much as I love people like Brianna Joy Gray, there's a problem with uh, the philosophical assumptions that she maintains. And it, it, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna come at you a little bit right now, brother. All right. Quit it. <laughs> but uh, she she can litigate certain dispositions with regards to activity like a lawyer in an incredible, cause that's what her background is. She's, she's got a law degree um, and she owes a ton of money to uh, financial institutions for education, much as we do, you know? So, <laughs> but uh, um, Zizek is this guy who's hypercritical of, I mean, he, he, he's identified as sort of like a Lacanian Hegelian Marxist, which is a complicated thing. But the, 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 the way that that comes out is, that you don't just subscribe to political institutions like democracy as a way of fixing or changing the situation that you're you're involved in, right? So um, he made this really crazy comment before uh, the 2016 election, where he said uh, somebody somebody asked him if you were going to vote um, for somebody in the U.S. election, who would you vote for? And he said he said I know you're going to think that I'm fucking crazy for saying this, but he said I would vote for Trump. And he said he said they were like what? You're a you're a Marxist and He's like, he's like, yeah, but Trump stands for something different. He says, he says, he says Hillary is essentially the same thing as every other mainstream Republican candidate that's been there forever. Uh, it's more of the same. You need somebody that's existing outside of that space. He actually grew to, and he got pounded for this comment all over the place in the left because nobody could believe that he would make this comment. Although I think if you're nuanced and you think about what he was saying, there were some things that were very interesting in the points that he was making. But having said that, there's a strategic vision when you make a comment like that that understands the internal contradiction of an existing system like like voting, right? So when he gets back on her show and he's he's talking to her, she's again she's she's coming at him like full bore, and she's like, well, well, how do we change the system, right? He says he says the most obvious and most simple thing that for whatever reason, like 
when a person wants a prescription to get from point A to point B, which is when you say, if all the people do register to vote and we are an activated population, then maybe you know these this will be the outcome. That's that's like an ideal type argument that that that, that says if if X and Y plus B, you know, then C possibly possibly. Oh, it's, G, it's right? a romantic notion okay. for sure. But he says he says he says well you have to do everything right. So what that means obviously is that you do vote. You do vote in radical ways in certain moments. You try to create alternative parties. You don't use the lesser of two evils argument. Ever, ever, you know, and, and you come at the system full fucking bore from a hundred different directions. And sometimes in some pretty aggressive directions. Well, and I'm, I'm a big believer in using a multi-pronged approach and not just sitting back and, and being quiet, you know, write your house representatives, write your senators. Um, I understand that that we can't donate money to everyone, and and we probably shouldn't anyway. Um, can't we? I mean, dark money and all that. Can't we create a different dark money space? Oh yeah, we definitely could. I mean, but Citizens United for Revolutionaries or something, right? Then we'd just have to fight the the Koch brothers. Um, and and the Koch, people Koch, that Koch they're... brother, right? I mean. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. one of those motherfuckers is dead now. So, so you know, I know that voting isn't the only thing that that you can do. Use a multi-pronged approach. If if you are upset about the reversal of Roe versus Wade, sign petitions, get people involved at at a grassroots level, and I don't know that that's going to do anything either, but. We have to, like you said, attack them from every angle, and we have to let them know that they're accountable, because right now, they're not worried about anything at all. Um, the only thing most of them are worried about is the fact that there are term limits to some of them. You and I are obsessive about things, just a little bit, you know? Yeah. So when it comes to that, we're always going to kind of like be engaging with this uh, this information, these thoughts with the system, the way the system is reproducing itself and whatnot. Again, like an activated population, that is really, I mean, in the last episode, we were talking about how the people that are going to be most affected by Roe v. Wade are going to be the people that don't have the resources to, to defend their position, to protect themselves. So they're going to be forced to have children and they're going to be locked into a financial nightmare for, you know, and it just repeats again, like it's, 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 a, it, let's be perfect. It's a, it's a new type of slavery. It's a new way of, you know, it's constructing a new underclass that is existing. There as a disposable labor force. Again, well, I've said for a long time that there is no black or Mexican or, or white. I mean, it's a socioeconomic thing. It's yeah. a it's a green line. Yeah, this is postmodern power time. Yeah, everybody everybody that's poor is in the same motherfucking yeah. space. So, and 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 not just in the United States, trans you know throughout the globe. There but, is literally a green line in Beirut. It's actually green. Huh. It's the Coppola and it, where you have these spaces. It so. used to be you know Muslims and Christians. Now it's rich people 
and poor people. We got we to gotta get back on track. But that's <laughs> U.S. policy towards Lebanon or, or Trump is fucking bad news, and it still is not getting corrected properly. So, come on, we need to we need to work harder, folks. So, which but that's that that's that's the point that I'm making. Like, is if if a person is so, if they're just barely making it through the day, able to reproduce the necessary conditions for them to eat, for their children to eat, you know, I mean, how the fuck can that person ever act, activate themselves to be uh, you know, to, to, to commit a political act, like an honest, like day-to-day political act. How can they even vote? They can barely even spend time thinking about voting. I I think that that's a sad fucking excuse. Um, especially, you know, like, okay, so I looked at other statistics that showed just blacks and whites voting. And the, the numbers for both were incredibly shitty. And White people, we've always had the right to vote. Um, You know, black people, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and groups like SNCC. SNCC. Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee. They all worked their fucking ass off. And kids died in Mississippi and everything else to make sure that black people had the right to vote. And now they're just fucking squandering it as much as white people are. But how long can so like like honestly like that that had to gain a certain kind of momentum, right? And the momentum was supposed to lead to somewhere, and it never led anywhere. So I, I mean, you can say that that's just an excuse, but at some point in time, and and the real tragedy is kids that grow up in destitute situations like like that are going to find other ways of expressing their frustrations. I wasn't that fucking far off from destitute. I, 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 I'm <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe I'm an anomaly. Maybe you're an anomaly. But we lived in the same fucking neighborhood. So we were pretty destitute. Your sister ate fucking a sleeve of crackers and ranch dressing for dinner. That could just be because she fucking had a poor choice in meals, not because you were poor, but... Um, a different kind of pork. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> but honestly, I, I still think that you're skirting the issue here. I mean, uh, g- great. You know, you, 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 you pulled your fucking bootstraps up, motherfucker. Good for you. But that doesn't change the fact that when you create an underclass, you're always starting from a million feet behind where somebody else is starting from. And this is... Okay, but we we are the plebes, yeah, I, right? Yes. Which is why we're having this conversation here. There yeah. are more of us than there are of them. So there is just power in that. I, I you did hear last time I mentioned that I did a lot of stuff with Marx. So yeah, I I, I get this point. In that alone, we should not be scared of them. And we should let them know that they will be called but, see, again, to question. You're, you're, when, even if you say that, right? You're, you're, you're like, you were looking at a time period. What, what was the outcome of what, what, what happened to Malcolm X? You know, what happened to Martin Luther King? You know, what, what happened to, 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 to Stokely Carmi- Carmichael? What happened to, to the, to Huey and, um, Huey and, and jail 
Clark and uh, um, Hampton, you know, Jalen and Dead. Dead. Yeah. Dead. I mean, you know, I mean, so, so like it's, it's again, like you're, those communities, they're, they're, they're militarized, you know, and, and that, that's turning into an economy, you know, obviously we're going to talk about that more later too, but the political economy of the militarization of that, you know, resulting in prisons and, you know, uh, militarized police, you know, forces, you know, the uh, global police state stuff, Lamar Robinson and that, you know. Well, we've got we've got some serious problems, and I just don't, don't want to say that if a person votes, no, I don't I, want no, to. No, and and I'm not saying that. I'm just hoping that that is the case. But here here's something that's scary, mm-hmm. and I mentioned it in episode one. Right now, lots of states are doing things to take voters' rights away, and they're trying to make it impossible. Oh, for anyone that doesn't fit the bill, they're trying to take away their right to vote. So, again, we're talking about classes, but the plebes are losing their right to vote. And can I, call, can I say proles? Is that is that okay? That's that fine okay? too. I like 1984. Um, take away our right to vote and. We're we're only a few steps away from yeah. well being completely fucked. Yeah, this is this is the, auto, the 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 tendency toward an autocratic disposition right now is has never been more pronounced. I think. And I know I'm not black. I do have soul, but I'm not black. But it breaks my heart to think you know that those guys did go to jail because of the FBI, or they did get assassinated because of the CIA. Or whatever the case may be. It breaks my fucking heart that the middle class in, you name the city, but Los Angeles, where there were middle class black people, you know, they took away their jobs because they shut down the plants. They flooded the place with drugs and basically just said, you know what? We don't have to worry about them anymore. It's that whole scene from uh, uh, Bulwark when... He asks her what, yeah. what what she thinks happened and she, the decimation of the industrial base and you know yeah. But it, it breaks my heart to think that those that Martin Luther King died, Malcolm X died because he thought that education and voting were so important to them and and it doesn't matter black or white Mexican we just don't fucking care and maybe we shouldn't, but. If we continue down this road of not giving a shit, your complacency is no good. Yeah. Then eventually, we're going to give a shit, and we're not going to have anything we can do about it because by then, they've taken away our right to vote, they've taken away our guns, they've probably taken away our fucking food, and now we're just being given rationed food and then Insect you know jelly from snowpiercer having having to punch out at seven o'clock in the morning and then punch back in at midnight or whatever i mean and i think that that's the way it's going i don't mean to sound like free jack or demolition man or uh, fucking the matrix or any of those movies but 
we're we're heading down that road. Yeah, I I, I want to be clear. I'm not. I don't make any arguments. Like again, I and, and I'm dude. I'm romantically idiotic when it comes to our political institutions too. I watch the stupid movies, National Treasure, and like that dumb shit. You know. I mean, but having said that, like, uh, I just can't. I just can't bypass the. I can't. I can't push aside the the the, the fact that. The class side of these things makes the possibility that a person can be a good, thoughtful voter. Uh, it's it's just it's a very bourgeois disposition. Oh no, and don't I mean there are other things that make the system broken. You know, um, farming. If you take sugar tariffs, or wheat, or any other thing like that. These farmers that are being paid not to grow are going to continue paying politicians for those particular grow or not grow so that they continue to get paid for sitting around on their fucking ass and doing nothing. Well, the regular farmer who doesn't own 800 acres of land or whatever has to bust his fucking ass and then we have to go and pay $9 for a fucking tomato because... Some cocksuckers being paid not to grow. You got to love those free markets. The political system is broken. But again, we're at 50% of the voting population. I'm sorry. We have to get the number higher. And if it doesn't work, then I'll fucking tell you I was wrong. I I, I, I think that you're missing my point. No, I I, I, I got your point. I I really don't, don't need you to tell me that you're wrong. Like I, we just have, again, like I'm back to Jajek. Like we have to do all things at all times, you know. And 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 I, again, I I I was making fun of the sensitivity thing last time, but I do think that the that a person's, well, I don't I don't go down the postmodern position, you know, because I I can't the bullshit fucking postmodern aristocracy that's developing out of it just makes me want to fucking puke in my mouth. But I will at least acknowledge that when a person comes from a certain area and they have a certain background. They're starting so far. I mean, like, there there was one statistic uh, where never in history you had three generations of a specific demographic of people locked in a specific specific political economic disposition. And I mean, like, the way in which black and brown people have been. And, and yeah, sure, we got to take responsibility for things at a certain point. But dude, if you are strategically locked into a specific space, and then that strategic locking into a specific space pits you against other people that are in the same political economic space that you are, you know, the old divide and conquer bullshit, you know. But that's exactly what they're doing because we're all in the same space. We're all poor. It doesn't matter what fucking color our skin is. But. It doesn't matter. They segregate us out here on purpose. If you go to prison, they segregate you there on purpose. Because if we ever realize that we're all the same, we're just poor. The prison point is so weird. Like how structurally dynamic that the racial relationship inside of prison so so often it, I mean, and it's there. I mean, it, it never goes like anywhere. Like you, if you're a specific demographic, you eat with this specific you demographic. Eat white, you eat white. that. Yeah. You eat black. Yeah. And that's say whatever the fuck you want. If you don't fucking know what I'm talking about, go do some fucking research, and then you can come back and talk shit to me about it. But you're gonna you, you're gonna fucking realize that you don't know anything about anything. So. <laughs>
Take it easy there. Well, it's just I, 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 it's important. These it are important is. things. We need to understand. Like if we're going to talk about power structures, I mean, come on, prison population—that's some, you know, especially because uh, like, well, again, stuff we'll get into more later. But we're not trying to rehabilitate anything. It's fucking big business, you know, big fucking business. And 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 prisons both in the country, prisons at the borders. Like this is. We are all just cogs in a wheel, and you know it's funny. There is an Alaska state prison in the state of Colorado. So those people that are in Alaska get shipped down here. They don't get to see their family. They don't get anything unless somebody flies. What is it? 2,500 fucking miles? A long fucking way. Yes. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, What's the name of it? I mean, so is it? It's a private prison. It's Alaska right? State Prison, and it's privatized. But yeah, it's, why? Why did they come there? That'd be something we'll have to look into. That That's I don't know. We can talk about yeah. the prison industrial complex another time. Yeah. Um, yes, you're you're absolutely right. We need to attack from as many points as possible. I'm not talking about attacking with a gun or an RPG. We just need to have a future, people. Or an IED. A real future. Attack everyone. with what we have, which is numbers. Get your friends to sign a letter. Write a fucking letter yourself. If you can't write, have your kid write it. Something. We've got we've to gotta do something because this is bad news. And I don't want to end up like fucking Mad Max or some shit. Gas is five dollars a gallon now. God damn it! Oh, sweet! <laughs> that is good news. All right, so we cleared the half an hour mark about eight minutes ago. Um, clearly, I'm a romantic, and I think voting might do something. I'm also a skeptic, and I'm not positive, but until I see the numbers, I can't say one way or the other. Um, Darren clearly thinks voting isn't going to do anything. That's, he, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Be fair. <laughs> I said everything, everything. You don't ever stop doing everything, you know. But I just, you, you know, I'm just not going to. What, what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to subscribe to ideal type arguments that if, you know, like, and that doesn't mean that I don't stop and, and picture the world that I'm in and see the parts of the world that I'm in that don't reflect the world that I would like them to be and see sort of like some tendencies or some spaces that could be manipulated and used as a way to try to adjust it to go towards that. But if I'm going to use an analytic argument like that that's rooted in an ideal type space, I cannot divorce myself from the dialectical spaces that that, that that my thoughts are grounded in. So I will always divert back to that. No, those, I got you. Spots, so. And I know, I mean, when I vote, I, I feel like it doesn't necessarily do anything either. But I'm, I'm all for making them raise an eyebrow. So get out there and vote. Um, I know it can be intimidating if you've never done it before. But fuck that though. If you're really intimidated because you've never done it before, fuck that. Go fucking do it. Make sure get and, off your fucking ass and just do it. Make sure and do it. It's important. People have died in order 
to get the right to vote. That, yeah, understand that, you know. And and and, and the point the, the point that you make that is finer in relation to that. Part of the reason why we started doing what we're doing right here is because one of my favorite movies, goofy aspect of movies, but one of my favorite movies as a kid was Pump, Pump with the Volume, right? So like this was a, a time period when when you you had to buy space in these in these areas and right now we don't have to buy these spaces we have these spaces for free where we can communicate we can we you might have to buy like a domain or something like that but ultimately there is a degree of freedom with the way that we're capable of communicating right now which to be let's be fucking perfectly honest may not be here tomorrow we we, and, and and if you see the autocratic tendencies that are that are emerging you have to at the very least acknowledge that that's that's out there. You don't even want me talking about the FCC, especially <laughs> since we're close to the end of the show. Um, but we need to vote. We need to we need to do the things that are at our fingertips because yes, tomorrow, you know, they may not be there for one thing and for two things, as you just suggested. If you don't do the things that are at your fingertips that people sacrifice the time for you to be able to participate in then you don't you really don't have the right to open your mouth you can fuck off you can yeah. fuck off all day so quit complaining mm-hmm. if if you didn't do anything one way or the other um it and you know i'm not saying i have all the answers because i definitely don't but if you need help i would be willing to help you he would He's um a total fucking pain in the ass but he would help you <laughs> So remember, you can get us on Twitter at Short Bus Debate Club. Uh, phone number is 720334. Roll. Roll. Roll, bitches. Roll. Again, I'm Brian Courtney. Um, thanks for joining. I'm Darren Jolly. Have a good night. Talk to you guys later. <laughs>